Hello and welcome to Visaco's GMAT podcast. My name is Bhaskar. In this episode, we are going to be looking at serious GMAT prep concepts. This is not a strategy session. This is not tips and tricks. We are actually going to be learning certain concepts from the quantitative reasoning section of the GMAT. And then we'll round it up with three questions. One problem solving and two data sufficiency questions that will actually put to test how these concepts that you're going to be learning today will be used or tested in the GMAT context. The answers and solution to those three questions will be followed in the next episode's podcast. Before we proceed with what we are going to be doing this week, let's quickly run through the answer to last episode's question. The question last episode was this. For two numbers x and y, if we know that x is greater than y, will 2x be always greater than 2y? Yes, certainly, irrespective of what x is, what y is. We are multiplying both sides of the inequality by a positive number 2. Therefore, the inequality will still hold good. So if x is greater than y, then 2x will always be greater than 2y. So what is the concept we are going to be looking this episode? This episode's concept is basically classifications of numbers. Essentially, we are talking about number systems. This is a very elementary concept, but a very, very important one, especially when it comes to cracking the data sufficiency questions. A question could tell you that, X is a rational number. It could tell you that X is a real number. So you need to know what is a rational number, what is a real number, how does it make a difference to whether the answer is statement one alone is sufficient or you need both the statements. So getting a good handle on classifications of number is a good starting point to start your GMAT preparation. Let's get started. Let's start with number systems. We're going to be starting with natural numbers. Natural numbers are usually denoted by this uppercase letter N. So that stands for natural numbers. What kind of numbers are natural numbers? 1, 2, 3, 4. Positive numbers, full numbers are natural numbers. The next larger set of numbers are what are called as whole numbers, usually represented by the uppercase W. What kind of numbers are whole numbers? Whole numbers include the entire set of natural numbers and it has one additional number, 0. 0 plus the set of natural numbers will give us the set of whole numbers. The next larger set of numbers are what are called as integers. These are usually represented by the uppercase letter Z or Z, standing for the German word Zahlen. What are integers? Integers, as I said, are a larger set, which means that it includes all the numbers that we find in whole numbers. So it's a set of whole numbers plus negative full numbers. So numbers such as minus 10, minus 8, minus 3, minus 2, minus 1, all of these are a part of integers. And the whole set of whole numbers, starting from 0 all the way up to positive infinity. So negative infinity to positive infinity, all full numbers are a set of integers that we have. The next larger set of numbers. Is there any other numbers other than the integers? Certainly yes. Between 1 and 2, there are numbers such as 1.5 or their fractional equivalent, which is 3 by 2. So fractions or rational numbers is the next larger set of numbers. Let's start with the definition of what a rational number is. Definition of a rational number basically goes this way. Any number which can be expressed in the form p upon q, where p and q are integers such that q is not equal to zero is called a rational number. I said rational numbers are a larger set over integers, which means that can integers be written in the form of fraction? Yes, integers can be written in the form of fractions with the denominator being equal to one. So let's say an integer 7 is 7 upon 1. An integer minus 7 is minus 7 upon 1. So rational numbers are basically fractions where p and q are integers and q is not equal to 0. q not equal to 0 because anything upon 0 is not defined. Now we'll also look at what kind of a decimal expansion will be there for a rational number. Rational numbers when expressed as decimals will be one of these two variants. The first variant is 
the decimal expansion will terminate let's start with integers we know integers are rational numbers how many decimal after the decimal point how many digits do we have seven point and there is no other digit after it you'll say 7.0 you can say 7.00 zero zero does not count how many ever zeros after the decimal point without any significant other digit which is there has no meaning at all so it terminates immediately after the decimal point let's take a one upon four its decimal expansion is 0.25 it terminates two digits after the decimal point let's take something like one upon eight that is equal to 0.125 it terminates after three digits after the decimal point so it will be a terminating decimal which is one possibility for rational numbers the second possibility is it need not be terminating it could be going into infinite number of digits but if it does so it should be a recurring decimal let's take a very simple example 1 upon 3 is a rational number because it's of the form p by q where both p and q are integers and q is not equal to 0 what's the decimal expansion of 1 upon 3 the decimal expansion of 1 upon 3 is 0.3333 it goes on non terminating but it is recurring so the decimal expansion of rational numbers will be one of these two variants either it's going to be terminating then there's absolutely no issue at all but if it ends up being non terminating then it necessarily will have to be a recurring non terminating decimal talked about rational numbers are there numbers which are not rational and before we end this rational number discussion how are rational numbers represented the rational number is usually represented by the upper case letter q there are some numbers which are not rational those numbers are called irrational numbers what kind of numbers are irrational numbers let's start with the definition what is not rational is irrational what was rational rational was a number which could be expressed in the form p by q where q is not equal to 0 so what are irrational numbers irrational numbers are numbers which cannot be expressed in the form p by q where both p and q are integers and q is not equal to 0 brilliant definition in the sense that it is not rational so we given what rational is and we said it is not that so what can you give can we look at some examples for irrational numbers so figure out what kind of numbers those are examples of irrational numbers are square root of 2 square root of 3 cube root of 5 so any pointer for identifying irrational numbers typically if you look at square root of any non perfect square cube root of any non perfect cube these numbers are essentially irrational numbers so an irrational number for example let's take root 2 and look at how the decimal expansion of that number is the value of root 2 we typically say is 1.414 we terminate it for our convenience but actually the value of root 2 if you key it into google or we key it into a scientific calculator you'll realize that it goes on as 1.4142 and it goes non terminating and it also is non recurring it does not have a pattern the way 1 upon 3 had or the way let's say 1 upon 6 will have 1.6 is 0.1666 the 6 keeps repeating from the second digit after the decimal point so root 2 will be both non terminating and it will not have a pattern and it will be non recurring so non terminating non recurring is the property of how the decimal expansion of an irrational number is going to be let's look at some special numbers some very interesting numbers pi is an irrational number i'm not sure if you guys watched this movie life of pi life of pi the guy writes the value of pi starting from 3.14 and he goes on writing to about 50 60 digits i don't know how many digits he writes so the value of pi is non terminating and it is non recurring pi is an irrational number now that i mentioned pi is an irrational number we quite often write pi to be equal to a 22 by 7 pi is not equal to 22 by 7 pi is approximately equal to 22 by 7 22 by 7 is a rational number Because 22 by 7 is of the form p upon q, where both p and q are integers, and q is not equal to zero. So how can it be irrational? So 22 upon 7 is certainly rational. 
that is the rational number whose value is closest to the value of pi so the rational approximation for the irrational number pi is 22 upon 7 so don't think pi is equal to 22 by 7 pi is approximately equal to 22 by 7 22 by 7 is rational pi is irrational we know that rational numbers are essentially fractions which can be written in the form p by q where p and q are integers q is not equal to 0 and we also know that irrational numbers cannot be expressed in the form p upon q therefore there cannot be any element which is common to both these things what is one is not the other so rational numbers and irrational numbers are disjoint sets there is absolutely no element common to them take both these disjoint sets and put it into a larger set put it inside a larger set that larger set is what is called as real numbers so what are real numbers real numbers is the collection of all rational numbers and irrational numbers is there any other way to define real numbers yes real numbers are such numbers which when squared will give you an answer which is non negative what does that mean let's take a few examples and check out is 3 a real number yes it's a rational number it's an integer it's a natural number so obviously it's a real number square 3 we get an answer which is equal to 9 is minus 3 a real number certainly yes it's an integer so anything upwards it's going to belong to that set so it belongs to a set of real numbers square minus 3 the answer is 9 square a positive number square a negative number you're going to end up with an answer which is a positive number this one exception which is 0 square 0 you're going to get 0 which is again non negative so real numbers are such numbers which when squared are going to give you an answer which is going to be non negative so are there numbers which when squared are going to give you an answer which is negative yes those numbers are not real numbers or they are called imaginary numbers square root of let's say a minus 2 is an imaginary number square this when you square a square root the square root goes off what will be left with when you square it you're going to get an answer which is equal to minus 2 such numbers are imaginary numbers from a gmat perspective you just don't have to worry about imaginary numbers at all gmat restricts the entire discussion and testing only to real numbers right now i got an idea about the different types of numbers like to leave you before we move on any further into the classification with this one idea about how we can remember this think of a bullseye think of a set of concentric circles the innermost circle will be natural numbers the next outer circle is whole numbers the next outer one are integers the next outer circle will represent rational numbers then draw one circle by the side of it outside of this bullseye circle or the concentric circles call that as the irrational numbers put both these circles into a larger circle we'll end up getting the circle that comprises real numbers let's look at a little bit more of the classifications which are going to be useful in addressing a lot of questions let's start with numbers what are called as even numbers and odd numbers even numbers and odd numbers are subsets of integers let's get started there right 4.2 cannot be an even number even numbers are subsets of integers so what are even numbers even number is such an integer which when divided by 2 will leave you your quotient which is an integer and a remainder which is zero which is this number is perfectly divisible by 2 example of even numbers 4 is an even number 4 upon 2 gives you a quotient which is 2 which is an integer and the remainder is equal to 0 10 is an even number 10 divided by 2 is equal to 5 the quotient is an integer the remainder is equal to 0 what are odd numbers odd numbers are such integers which when divided by 2 will leave you a remainder which is equal to 1 3 divided by 2 the quotient is 1 the remainder is 1 so 3 is an odd number 7 divided by 2 the quotient is 3 which is an integer but the remainder is 1 so any integer which when divided by 2 leaves you a remainder of 1 is called an odd integer 
is zero an odd integer or zero an even integer let's divide zero by 2 and see what we get zero divided by 2 the quotient is zero so the quotient is it an integer yes what is the remainder zero divided by 2 the remainder is zero the quotient is an integer remainder is zero which means that the number has to be an even number so zero is an even integer so odd integers are integers which will leave a remainder of 1 when divided by 2 even integers are integers which will leave you a remainder of 0 and a quotient of an integer when divided by 2 0 is an even integer let's also look at one more classification which is going to be very useful classifying numbers as positive numbers and negative numbers let's say x is a positive number when you add a positive number to another number the value of that number goes up let's say i'm going to take an example of x to be equal to 1 i'm going to add 1 to 5 does the value of 5 go up after adding 1 to it yes 5 becomes 6 so you add a number to another number and the value of the original number goes up then the added number is going to be a positive number what are negative numbers negative numbers are such numbers which when are added to another number will bring down the value of that number take a case of minus 1 add minus 1 to 5 when you add minus 1 to 5 the value of 5 becomes 4 if the value of the number decreases then the given number is a negative number So understood what negative numbers are, what positive numbers are. They need not just be integers. For example, 1.2 is a positive number and minus 3.3 is a negative number. The question that we had for odd and even integers, the same question I'm going to ask in the context of positive and negative numbers. Is zero a positive number or a negative number? You add zero to a five. Does the value of five increase or decrease? No, it remains unchanged. So zero can neither be negative nor be positive. Zero is an even integer. zero is neither positive nor negative let's look at few more interesting results that we need to know and will be very useful in solving questions let's look at what happens when we add subtract two odd numbers or two even numbers or an odd number and an even number some of difference of two odd numbers is always even some of difference of two even numbers is also always even so if both the numbers taken are odd or both the numbers taken are even then the addition or subtraction of those two numbers will always result in an even number take an example when in doubt and quickly check out what happens when i take two odd numbers 1 and 3 add these two you get a 4 which is even i'm going to subtract 1 from 3 3 minus 1 both the numbers are odd the result is 2 which is even so both the numbers are odd add or subtract it you get an even as an even number as a result look at when it comes to two even numbers 4 and 2 are the two numbers i'm going to take 4 plus 2 is 6 so added two even numbers 6 is even the result is even i'm going to subtract 2 from 4 4 minus 2 is a 2 both the numbers are even the difference between the two numbers is a 2 which is again an even number so addition of two odd or subtraction of two odd addition of two even or subtraction of two even will result in an even number if i add or subtract two numbers one of which is odd and the other is even the result is going to be odd let's take one even one odd 2 is an even number 1 is an odd number 2 plus 1 is 3 which is odd 2 is even 1 is odd 2 minus 1 equals 1 which is also odd so addition or subtraction of two numbers one of which is odd one of which is even is going to result in an odd number what happens when it comes to multiplication multiply any number of odd numbers all of them if they are odd the result is going to be odd 3 times 5 times 7 3 times 5 15 15 is odd 3 times 5 times 7 15 times 7 which is 105 which is also odd keep multiplying any number of odd numbers if you just take only odd numbers and multiply them the result is going to be an odd number you take any number of integers that you want and you multiply the entire set with one even number the net result will be even 
what if it is 2 times 3 times 5 times 7 we know that 3 times 5 times 7 was 105 that's an odd number i multiply the product of three odd numbers with just one even number 2 the result is going to be equal to an even number which is 210 so you might have 100 odd numbers and you might multiply that with one final even number the product of these 101 numbers will be an even number so if you have only odd numbers and you multiply them you're going to get odd number as a result if you have a mix of numbers and if you find even one such number is an even number the result is going to be an even number let's look at what happens when we multiply positive and negative numbers product of two positive numbers is always positive product of two negative numbers is also positive if both are positive both are negative the final result the product is positive if one number is positive and one number is negative the net result is going to be a negative number we'll do three questions one of which is a problem solving question and two questions which are data sufficiency questions we'll discuss the answer and the solution in the next episode put pen to paper to note down the question right away start with the first question is a problem solving question which of the following numbers is irrational right quickly recollect what is the definition of irrational numbers what are pointers to identifying irrational numbers and basically what is the decimal expansion of an irrational number so they should quickly run at the back of your mind so that you know we are ready for this question answer option a is square root of 20 upon 45 answer option a the number is square root of 20 upon 45 the entire fraction is under the root answer option b it's again a fraction the numerator of the fraction is 7 root 3 the denominator of the fraction is square root of 27 so option b is 7 root 3 upon root 27 answer option c it's a fraction the numerator is 1 the denominator is square root of 64 so the number in answer option c is 1 upon root 64 answer option d it's again a fraction the numerator is 7 the denominator is 3.1 so the number is 7 upon 3.1 answer option e it's again a fraction under a square root square root of 36 upon 63 entire fraction 36 upon 63 is under the root so answer option e is square root of 36 upon 63 use all the properties we have discussed about rational and irrational numbers figure out which among these five numbers is an irrational number only one number is an irrational number Let's move on to the second question. This is a data sufficiency question. I presume you know how the data sufficiency questions work. If you are not sure, watch our video on YouTube as to how to solve data sufficiency questions and get a good handle on the five different answer options. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com/vizako. W i z a k o. Right. Go to the data sufficiency section. There's a 30-minute video which will give you a good starting point to understand how data sufficiency works. right once i got a handle on it come back to this question this is a question question number 2 the question stem reads as follows is the positive number x an integer i'll repeat the question stem is the positive number x an integer is the question statement 1 is 5x is an integer 5 times x is an integer is statement 1 statement 2 is x upon 5 is an integer i'll repeat statement 2 it is x upon 5 is an integer Question number three is again a data sufficiency question. I'll start by reading the question stem and then follow it with the two statements. The question stem reads as follows: If a, b, and c are non-zero numbers, how many of these three numbers are positive numbers? So the last one dealt with whether a number is an integer. Here we are talking about whether numbers are positive numbers or negative numbers. The concepts that you have learnt about classifications of numbers comes of use. I'll repeat the question stem again. 
if a b and c are non zero numbers how many of these three numbers are positive numbers statement 1 a plus b plus c is greater than 0 the sum of these three numbers is positive is what statement 1 is statement 2 is the number of negative numbers is more than the number of positive numbers among these three numbers among the three numbers a b and c we have more negative numbers than positive numbers is what statement 2 is right run through all these three questions you can send in your answers through email to us to learn l e a r n at visaco.com in the next episode the episode is going to focus on discussing these three questions in depth before you leave I want you to do two things one just youtube.com/visaco subscribe to it and turn on notifications we have a lot of useful videos to help you with your gmat preparation second you can sign up as a trial user at wzko.in Slash core c o r e. Right, I'll repeat the URL again. W z k o dot i n slash core. Sign up as a trial user. Get started with statistics and average, and build momentum to your GMAT preparation. Until next time, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay motivated.